Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Welcome to our podcast, We Can't Be the Only Ones. I'm Gail. And I'm your illustrious B. I couldn't resist it. I see. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Woohoo! Yes, thank you all. I hope you all live well and in good spirits. I, I hope so. And today, um, we're going to start off with our moment of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And the person that goes first is me. Yes, you're correct. Look at that. Look at that. I wrote it down. See. <clears throat> Write everything down. That works for me. Well, B, I've given a lot of thought to what my moment of gratitude should be. Mm-hmm. And I thought about family members thought about things, thought about actions, and I keep coming back to this one thing. Mm-hmm. It's you. Of course. Everyone should be grateful for me. Oh my God. Y'all should take a moment right now. Pause. Don't make me change my mind. Pause. <laughs> Don't make me change my mind. And realize how grateful you are to have me in your life. Because I don't like people like that. But continue. Yes. (laughs) And my reason, that might have been one of the reasons why I was hesitating. But my reasoning being, we've known each other now since 2012. That makes sense. Something like that. Yeah, 2012, I believe. And that's a pretty long time. And it's been a process, sometimes good, sometimes bad. I would have to say more good than bad. Mm-hmm. And not really bad, bad, just not not always comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say, if I look back over, I have learned so many things from you. Oh, and and I believe that being around you has encouraged me to do some things I may not do that I would not have done otherwise. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty risky. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I will, you know, jump off a flying plane. But as I age, I tend not to want to take as many risks. In fact, I want to kind of sit back and go, I'll just wait right here. Mm-hmm. But having you be part of my life and part of my family, because you're like family now. Mm-hmm. You are family. Not like you are. I don't know which one of my family members birthed you, but hey, you family. It has encouraged me and I've learned things. 
and it's helped me see other sides that I might not have seen. And, I, and maybe somebody else would have pointed it out to me. I don't know. But you don't trust everybody. No. And that was one of the things that made me think so much about it this, this week. Certain things happened and whatnot. And I thought, you know what? I do trust Berlin. Oh, well, thank you. I trust you as well. So, and I just, and we never, uh, well, I think the thing, the other thing that made me want to say is because recently uh, a couple of friends have passed and one was um, a friend of my nephew's as well, uh, a line brother. And that was kind of young. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So you need to not just enjoy the flowers, but praise the flowers. Well, thank you. So I'm praising you as a flower. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm grateful for you as well. I'm grateful for the journey and I'm grateful to have you in my life in the capacity that you are in. And I do think of you again, not like family, but as family as well. So I'm grateful for that as well. Um, I want to say that my moment of gratitude right now, um, is more so it's dealing with Alina, um, but it's more so our little conversations that we have. Like I'm like, we're conversing more about like school and what's going on. And sometimes even her friends and she's so smart. She is so smart. And like even her perspective, like when we watch certain shows, like her perspective is spot on. Like spot on, like what needs to be changed, what can be better. And I admire that in her because I don't know, I know for a fact I wasn't as smart as she was. I was a smart kid, but I wasn't as smart and as perceptive as she was or she is right now. And it's just nice talking to her. Like we were talking in the car yesterday about, you know, affluence and, you know, how affluence can determine people's behavior and stuff like that. And she was just on it. And I was like, this is, she's, she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I'm just thankful that she's a thinking child. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. And she's a thinking child. And as she ages, she'll be able to kind of really get things, you know, see more sense of the world or more clearly than she does now. So that, uh, I have this theory that I think children see the world much more clearer than we do because they're new to it. Yeah, it's not smudged. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm just very thankful for those little moments where we can talk and I'm like, oh, I can just be in awe of how smart this child is. That is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Not many people get to say that about their children. I know. At any age. I know. I, and I, I would have to, and in case Julian's listening, I think about you like that all the time. You're always a smart little buggy. <laughs> so I don't want him to be listening and be like, what's she trying to say? <laughs> Not you, not my grandkids. Y'all are perfect. <laughs> but I, that is so true about Alina. She she is. She will be a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes now she is. <laughs> uh, this is misdirected energy, but. 
But it's expected. Yes. So now what? Your topic. I'm Woohoo! It's about me today. There you go. Or at least my topic. And you know, as always, we don't really have a topic. But we don't have any adventures that happened at gas stations or supermarkets or or anything like that. It's been really kind of a low-key week. <laughs> For you. Good. Yes. You know, I haven't been accosted or accosted anyone in any public place of late. So it that that's that's worked really well. So there there's no um energy forces out there to report or to be on the lookout for but i do want to talk about the the new year versus the old year 2021 versus 2020. right and i i guess what brought it to mind was my church is doing this thing um, and shameless plug for potential church they're doing a homecoming series for easter okay and I was like, okay, what? They just kind of drag people out there, how make them come to church. And no, not, not really. When I really got the full grasp of what it was, and I thought this was a really good thing to think about. So much has happened in the past year that a lot of people, it's not about getting out and going here, going there. It's about trying to reclaim Mm-hmm. some sense of normalcy. And that's sort of like what a home, what the homecoming is. It's like reclaiming some, some sense of normalcy in your life. Mm-hmm. Because you have, it, so much has gone on. You have people who are still angry at each other for political affiliations. Okay. You still have people angry at each other because of racial divides. Mm-hmm. And you just have people angry where they feel now in the world we're in, it's okay to be angry and to just let your anger fly no matter where you are. Okay. I can see that. And it's, I mean, I, I see it when in just driving, driving to work. I see people flying up and down the road and I see a cop and I'm like, they just whiz right by him. It's like, they don't care. And I, I just think we need to take a moment and try to think of what is normal going to look like for us. Um... So what does it look like for you? Well, see, that's the thing. I'm not sure. Because, okay, you get your vaccine. Does that mean, and I don't even know if it's about the vaccine because vaccine or not, I'm still going to wear a mask. So for, for me, that's going to be part of my wardrobe. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm going to up my ante and try to get cuter masks. Mm-hmm that kind of match my outfit. And I try to do that now anyway, but I don't always, but I think I'm going to make it like a hallmark thing. If I'm wearing purple, I got a purple mask on. Okay. You know, if I'm going out and it's a special occasion, it'll be a bejeweled mask somewhere. Okay. You know, I I just, that's going to be part of my new normal. Wherever I go, I'm going to wear a mask. And if I don't know you, like, not know you in the um, biblical sense, but <laughs> but I, 
if I don't really know you and you're a stranger, <laughs> I'm going to need you to be six feet with the mask or and without the mask further than that. <laughs> like, don't don't talk in my direction. Turn your back to me and talk. <laughs> yeah, I've always been for a mask. I remember buying masks before all of this began and people making fun of me. Yes. Yeah. I did. <laughs> Look like a little alien on the plane. Gail and Alina. So. <laughs> yes. Guilty. I was ahead of my time. But no, I'm fine. I, in that respect, I do agree. Like, just generally speaking, even when Alina used to be sick or I would be sick, I just took that due diligence to take care of other people. And I think that should be something that as on a societal basis and maybe on an individual basis as well, that we do what we need to do, not only to take care of ourselves, but to take care of other people. Like COVID ain't the only thing out there. It's not. No. So, you know, even if you have a flu, you know, take care to not have that. Even if you have a cough, take care to have a mask on. Like I'm fine with it. I've been fine with it. Us living in a mass society is like my dream come true. <laughs> okay, I got other dreams. That was but one. That, that was one of them. That was one of them because it was nope. always like somebody invading my personal space. <sighs> and somebody like just like coughing in the air without like coughing into their elbows. So people were just so uncouth. And there used to be one of the things that, like, a major complaint of mine. So if you're at a point where normal now means you got to get away from me unless I tell you you can come near me and you can't see my face and I can't see your face, I don't care. Okay. I'm fine with that semblance of normalcy. We can keep this. We can keep this. I reiterate. We can keep this going. But now, but it's the other thing too. Of go, where can you go out? Where do you really feel comfortable going? Like church was an issue for me. Like going to church, I was like, oh. Then I went. I see them on TV, and they're all like, they look like they're sitting too close. And I just like, oh, I don't know. But it was so nice. Today, I went back to, like, I went to church last Sunday, but I was sort of clandestine. I kind of weaved in and weaved out because I didn't really want to see that many people. And because I didn't know, I didn't want them to think that I'm coming back. I just wanted to see if I would be comfortable. Get a feel for it. And I really was. I was comfortable and I noticed that people are still, there are some people clustered, but for the most part, people are social distancing keeping their mask on. And I even saw ushers, you know, you know, kind of letting people know, please put your mask back on unless you drink a coffee or something. And it just, even to where they, they have like a little coffee bar there now. And people were very respectful, very, and it's a little small spot. They were placing their orders and going outside waiting for them. And, and people were outside waiting till there was room to come in. They weren't trying to do the shoulder to shoulder thing without anybody saying anything and everybody had on their mask. So I felt like, okay, this might be okay. 
So this Sunday I went and, and did a more of a social view, made sure I saw people, spoke to them. We did fist bumps, elbow bumps, you know, and it was nice. It was so nice to see people that I had not seen for a while other than on Zoom or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I was so happy. You don't know what you miss until you don't have it. Yeah, that's normally how it is. And it's nice to have that back. But, okay, I feel comfortable with that. But now, the larger social gathering. A friend of mine this weekend had something and invited me. And I'm like, okay, I know you. <laughs> I don't know who you're bringing. So I was like, you know, I don't know. I'll let you know. I knew when I said it, I wasn't going. Mm. Because I don't know if I... I'm not ready for... How do you conduct yourself now? What if you go someplace and somebody who maybe you you knew, but you haven't seen them in a while, run up and hug you? I don't know that people do stuff like that. I, I haven't, again, because this is now the life that I've been dying to live. <laughs> um. But see, and I'm a but you were never a hugger in that no. sense. I'm a hugger. And they might say, oh, here's Gail. Get my, you know, I, I don't. And I don't want to be a downer at somebody's event, like walk in the door and see wall-to-wall people and go and just like close the door and walk out. I don't want to be rude. I don't want... That's not rude. It's rude for all them people to be together. Well, and I... Yes, that's true. That's but at the same time, I don't... I don't want to be... I don't want to have to subject myself one way. It'll make me feel some way. No. Oh. Because I don't want to do that. No, I'd be okay with it. So then I, that means I'm not ready to do that, to go out to over to somebody's, you know, unless they're having an outdoor barbecue or some outdoor event where I can slide in and slide out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think change is normal. You know, we where we are right now, I think is where we're going to be for a while. Yes. And I think the change of it all is normal at this point. It's been almost a year at this point. So I think a lot of us kind of have to get over the fact that things are never going to be the same. There's always going to probably be some sort of restriction on us to some extent. And that is what it is. So to me, like once you get past that thought, like, we're not going back to what it was. And even what it was, was uh, industry. When you think about where work, people were coming into work sick because they had to. That yes. was the norm, you know. Not anymore. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of good things that are coming from, you know, what is it? Chew out the fat and spit out the bones or whatever, however that's said. I've never heard Chew that. the fat and spit out the bones? No. Chew the fat and spit out the bone. Yeah, it's like chew the fat and spit out the bone. Like you get what you need out of it, but then you toss what you don't. We chew chew? the fat and spit the fat out. No, or is it chew the meat? Hold on, y'all. Chew the fat and spit spit out out the the bone. bone. Or is it chew the meat? I'm stuck with how do you spell spit? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's chew the fat. 
<laughs> well, chew the fat means to chat with somebody. I'm going to sit down and chew the fat No, with you. it's chew the fat and spit out the bones. Or is it chew the meat? That's like a, it says it's a German phrase. What does it mean to eat the meat and spit out the bones? To take in a great deal of information and selectively disregard some of it as invalid or inapplicable. 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 Okay. Oh, look, I got a new word. It's an idiom. Yeah. See, look at me. I'm not even from here and I know stuff. I'm not even well, it really kind of starts as a German idiom. So I'm not go. German either. <laughs> I've never heard that. So let's just chew the fat and spit out the bone. Yeah. So basically, you know, take take what you need. Take what you need and what you don't need and what doesn't apply and what should no longer be. Let it go. Let it go and let it rest. And I think that's where we are. But I think a lot of people just want to hold on to what was. Like oh, they've had pro- they those people had problems with change just in general. Yeah, I was watching a movie and they were at Love Jones the other day. I saw it for the first time, and they were at a poetry spot, and the guy was doing poetry, and I was like, oh my god, like I miss like the bohemian room and you know the spot where my friend tracy had her poetry spot and just Mm. poetry in general like going out places enjoying water wall standing room only and yeah you miss that conversing with strangers over the event you know yes and it's not it's just not what it is right now it's just not where we are right now. And I know that some people, um, when we went to the museum, Alina and I, there were a few people, and I want to say a few people we chatted with, but it was like apart from each other and we were able to discuss some things for a little bit. But I think that's kind of where it is. Like, if you can make a friend throughout this pandemic, make it. Or if you can make small talk with somebody, do so safely but it's just kind of one of those things that a lot of what we know and what we miss is just not there and are you going to dwell on missing those things that aren't there anymore or are you going to deal with what it is now and then somehow make necessary adjustments like you know you could have I have this, my my therapy homework I'm going to share with you guys is to like watch romance movies. And I have come to the realization that they're really not for me. It has nothing about, at first I thought it was because it made me feel uneasy, but the uneasy isn't the mushy part of it. What's the uneasy part? The uneasy part is that there's always like some lie, little manipulation, Someone has to like make you feel bad before they make you feel good. Then there's the kissing part too. And it's just like herpes. But isn't that life? No. No. Who wants to love where somebody's lying to you? Well, no. I mean, in Hallmark, they never really mean to lie. It's not a lie. It is a lie. But it never, and but it all gets sorted out That's in the end. A it's lie. a misunderstanding. I don't generally. want. No, I don't want that in the beginning. Well, but it happens. No, so then you toss the person out because of that? Chew out the fat and spit out the bone. Oh. You would have no meat. 
I do have meat. Just throw that out. Well, we can't accept. No, throw meat. that out. But that's part of, and even that, that normalcy of like what love looks like on television is weird to me. It's so weird to me that, because again, I'm not only looking at it as part of the reason why I don't like commercials, because I don't like to be sold things. Okay. You know, and the same thing with romance movies. You're sold an idea of this is what love could be. This is what love is. You have to tie you down to a chair now. You don't have to Hallmark twenty four hours with your eyes open. It will still not do anything. (laughs) But that's part of it. Is like the there's a. I mean, and I watched like Sylvie's Love yesterday, and then I watched Roman Holiday, which is like an old time with Audrey Hepburn from nineteen fifty three, and that just seems to be. And I want to watch more just to see. And it's not that I don't like that they fall in love. It's great that, you know, you fell in love with somebody or whatever. It's the lying and the manipulation that just kills it for me. Because at that point, the movie would just end for me. Oh, okay. Because you're not going to find my dress from a check and show up at my door. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not what we're going to do. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Who did that? In the movie Love Jones. Oh. And like, you're not, there's certain things that again, it seems so normal because you're being sold this product. Because of the ending. The product, what you're getting to. Everything. So the you whole accept thing what's going on as in the way. normal. And people want this whole like fairy tale, like, oh, I want it to be like the movies. But then I don't want this. I don't want what the movies are telling me that love is because I don't want someone lying to me. Well, then they did serve a purpose for you. Well, it does serve a purpose, yeah. which, but that's part of the reason. It, and at first I thought it was the kissing part. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, and I don't mind kissing people, but to me, kissing kissing is very intimate. Like I Like the same thing, like I don't like people hugging me. So the fact that you're here, count yourself as lucky. But <laughs> okay, count yourself as lucky. But yeah, I was just thinking about how like that. How I don't know how long the movie industry has been. What a hundred years now that the movie industry has been telling us this is what love is, and this is how love seems normal. And it's always like there's there's rampant toxic masculinity. There. So why don't you do a movie? I don't know. Your don't version know. of love. I'll just experience it. Or I'll, write a le- I'll write a book. I'm experiencing it. But yes, it was just kind of like I don't. To me, that's normally what I'm seeing in love stories. It's not normal for you. It's not what I want. Okay. It's not what I aspire to. And I guess, you know, again, I, I, I understand marketing. And again, there's something to be sold there. There's an idea that they want to get across to you. And these aren't ideas that align with where I want to be. But I mean, across the board, that's what it is. And I'm like, I, I'm thinking beaches, though that's a story about friendship, 
they fall out or whatever, but they fall out as friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then they come back. Then they come back. And I can see that happening, but I can't see you finding my number off a check and showing up at my door and I'm going to let you in my house. Or I can see that I'm going to be like, oh, let me see how I can see if he can get jealous. And if he don't act the way that I want him to act, then it's a wrap. Like, come on. Can we stop doing this? And there's always... Well, you should watch some of the new Hallmark movies. You know what, Gail? I'm going to watch a Hallmark movie. Yay! But I will critique it. And if I see any of these things, <laughs> I'm turning it off because I already know where it's going. But again, those are things that are seen or deemed to be normal because you're seeing it on TV. A lot of people use TV as a means to escape. And to fill little voids. The same way like little girls are shown like princess movies. So they can feel like little princesses. And Beauty and the Beast. And he's like the Stockholm Syndrome. He kept her. <laughs> he kept her. She has Stockholm Syndrome. Oh man. You have the little... <laughs> what? I mean you just gotta take it for no, what it is. it is. That is what it is though. It really is what it is. And she changed him. She, she didn't made change him. Into him. A, a wonderful man that she could fall in love with. But you don't change people, so that's still a lie. You can't <laughs> change people. She showed him how he could change himself. She had Stockholm syndrome. She had the teacup helping her and she the teapot. Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Those things weren't moving. They were moving in her mind. She had Stockholm syndrome. No. The, the, the little mermaid she lost her voice for a man like i just think again some of the things that we are taught that are norms we are so off the top no we're not we're talking <laughs> about norms returning to norms not running from them no well no i just feel like that should be something that we look into as saying what am i absorbing in my everyday life, like what values that am I holding on to or what am I looking for? Especially when it comes to partnership. Are you looking for a love story like West Side Story or are you trying to create your own? And I think. And then right here, West Side, I hear that in my head. Good. Oh, the sharks and the jets. But yeah, I just think that's something to like look into like hey what is your normalness when it comes to like what's that script that you use for love and and i think that's part you're right about we're on topic in a sense because what we thought was normal is no longer normal so what is normal mm -hmm. and what what be have we and we've been locked up in houses not going places, not doing things. What have you been doing in lockup? What have you been doing while you're kind of separating yourself? Have you just been inundated with Hallmark and then when you go out, that's what you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, you you go out in the world and you're like, oh, one small lion. Oh, he's rich. <laughs> and yada, yada, yada. And then you put these unrealistic expectations on people. Like, this is the person that I need to be so that someone loves me. 
or the, or the other way around. This is how they're supposed to treat me. And that is what love is. And I don't necessarily agree that in every, again, I'm like watching these movies and I'm thinking to myself, why all y'all got to lie? Why all y'all got to lie? Like, I don't want this. I don't mind hiccups in a relationship. But my whole thing is if you lie, you'll steal. And if you steal, you'll kill. This is true. Well, and I think you're right with that. And, and that's what I think the whole thing that the church is trying to say about the homecoming is that what normal have we developed in our life now? Is it really normal? What things have we fallen away from that will we give them up? Like what Mm -hmm. dreams, what dreams did you have before 2020 that now you think you can't have? So I can't, like some kids can't go, they feel like they can't go back to college mm-hmm. because maybe they're, they have elderly parents and they can't go back and forth. They're, you know, have they given up that dream? What is your new normal? What is the thing that you're, you're going to welcome back into your life? Are you welcoming back friends, family, traveling? What are you welcoming back in your life going forward? Yeah, I mean, and it's going to look different for everyone. Um, but I think it does it does require some sort of thought. And I think to have the thoughts, you're going to really have to sit with yourself, like, and sit with the thoughts and the notions that you carry with yourself. Like, to me, you know what I mean? Like, I just, back to the whole romance movies, I tried it, and it was... When I say it took me forever to press play, it's so silly. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. I was doing everything else but press and play. And I was like, I could have been halfway through this movie with the hour that I wasted, like doing other things except for pressing play. But that is not something I want to do. It's not something that I would ever give myself the homework to do, but without it, I wouldn't be able to say, this is not what I want, even though it's... it's Well, and not only that, you realize what other people are viewing, and now maybe some things that other people are doing are making sense. Yes, yes. It's a broader brush stroke than you anticipated. Pretty much. It's covering more area. Yes, and that's scary. To me, that's very scary that, like, People are going out in the world saying, I want to love like the notebook. Like why? They they were up under each other all the damn time. Like, what are you talking about? You want to be up under somebody forever? Because like, find something to do. Crochet, get a job, do something. Well, maybe that fits someone though. Maybe. That sounds like codependency, girl. Well, well, but maybe it still fits them. Maybe that, that helps them get through their existence. Maybe that is their normal. Good for them. But regarding me... <laughs> Let them have that. If that makes you happy, then you should do that. Yeah, but regarding me, I'm just like... Even that, that was like outside of my comfort zone. Still is, and I'll continue to watch a few a few more just to kind of get the gist of like where it is 
But it's just like, it's amazing to me what is deemed as normal and the tropes that are played in cinema, in TV, in reality TV, and we're just consuming it. Okay, hold on. The audience is sitting there going, Gail doesn't know what tropes is. You're right, she doesn't. What's a trope? It's like the the pattern. Like this is Oh, okay. This is what we Could do. You just said pattern. Okay. <laughs> a trope. I'm like somebody choke on something. <laughs> no. T R O P E. T R O P E. But yeah, I don't know. But again, like one of the things that again that I'm doing is my whole like vulnerability thing. And Again, I'm okay with finding it however that vulnerability lays and trying out new things because that's what I that's where I want the normalcy to go. Like I've had a lifetime of being hard and at this point in time I want to be soft. Not a punk bitch, but <laughs> softer. You know what I mean? And so for me, that's where my new normal is going. I don't think that romance movies are the path for me, but it is kind of like, oh, okay, I see why people move in this la-la land because they're sold it as this is what love is. And I, well, and yeah. I enjoy them though. No, I'm not. I, I, I take them for what they're worth. I don't think, and I guess because I grew up in the era of watching Ozzy and Harriet, and and I never thought we I would be them. But it was well, for one thing, there was nothing else on TV but white people and you know family life in that genre kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I ever grew up thinking, but maybe in the back of your head, you wanted to have a family like that, a family life where the mother stayed home and dad went to work and, you know, the mom did things at home instead of having a family life where that just never happened. Yeah, I think they do. I think those, the things you take in somehow develop who you are. And that's just like when people watch, if you've been holed up for almost a year now and you've been watching serial killer shows nonstop, that's a little scary too. Oh yeah. Because you're either going to be terrified (laughs) to ever go outside again, (laughs) or I, I don't know, maybe you'll have some new habits that are not good either. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think, I think that's what we watch, what we do on a day to day basis or quote unquote, our normal lives matters. What we take in, are we analyze, like, are we analyzing what we're taking in? And see, that is the whole crust of the homecoming. What have you done? For the first time in many of our lives, you can actually say a couple of things. One, we all experience something together at the same time around the world. When has that happened? Maybe mm-hmm. a world war, but different countries may not have, you may know of it, but, but you may not, not be actually in the thick of it. 
Yeah. We were all in the thick of this. Still are. And that, yes. And there's, we've all experienced being a, sequestered in a sense, like a prisoner in, in a sense. You know, like there's things you can and cannot do universal. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's also the, it's sort of like you've been living in a cave and somebody pulls back, opens the door and light comes in. You know, you shade your eyes at first. So you're adjusting yourself to how we get back out into the world. And everyone is experiencing this. Yeah. It's, it's just not. So this is something that you can, you know, talk with the neighbor across the street or the neighbor around on the other side of the world. We're all experiencing this and, and we need to uh, understand that and then understand what have you done? Mm-hmm. What what do you have that you can bring? You know, it's like cooking a new dish or something or wearing a great outfit when you have the, the I don't know, like the college homecomings or the high school homecomings. When you go home, when you go back and you want to have your best foot forward, what are we going to be bringing to this homecoming, homecoming when we come out? Are we bringing new ideas because we read something that we might not have ever read before because we were home or we watched some shows we never watched. So our whole prospect of why we understand why people are running around crazy with this la la love thing. Oh my goodness. (laughs) But I mean, and that, that's sort of an exciting thing though, that you realize that it opens a window for you to see why other people are having certain behaviors. So what, what have we done with our time? I mean, I, for me, I feel like I've learned. I feel like, I mean, I was always like in the process of learning stuff, but I feel like I've hunkered down, pardon, <clears throat> and learned more about myself. Um, and I, again, I will attribute that to A, being hunkered down in the house and B, therapy. Um, so I think that makes a difference where you get to kind of have some more insight from another person that is a professional about yourself and the way that you move. Um, I feel like over the last few weeks with the the situation that I'm going through now with Alina has, you know, it is a messed up situation that occurred. Um, But a part of me, I'm so grateful because it's like I'm in full control. So it's just like, it's always there. There's a, for me, there's always been a pivot when it comes to like things that may not, that were a curveball. I've always been able to pivot. So that's something from the past that I'm always able to come and look back to and say, okay, this happened. Don't stay stuck there. Let's find a way out. And even with that, I just feel like at least for me and Alina, our relationship is much better for that and on top of it whatever it was that wasn't good for her is no longer they no longer have access to her which is an amazing thing right now because she's still in her formative years right and if she Mm -hmm. doesn't have that particular person as an influence 
that's fine by me. That is fine by me because what they were offering wasn't right. So that is something that I've like, again, been able to kind of pivot and be like, oh, well, it's not that bad. You've been able to find the silver lining even in a cloud. Yeah. And I think that's what we all should be doing Um, because the pandemic, I understand it sucks. It sucks, especially if you're working at home, especially if you have multiple kids and they're small or however it is. Like, I just think all of us can agree that what's going on right now sucks. But I do feel like there are moments where... I at least try to have it every day where I'm, I'm very, very fortunate and blessed. And that's one of the normal things that I've carried over is to always be grateful. And that holds me over. And I, for myself, I think I still have kept my adventurous side through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because for me, being 69 and in that age group, I have still ventured out like going to the supermarket is you know like the wild wild west mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you suit up you go out and it's 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 made simple things in life an absolute adventure yeah you know like to, to be able to do that to to even go to a museum mm-hmm. you know how do we figure out still seeing new movies when they come out like even though we're not at a movie theater, you know, going to the park, sometimes even going to the gas station to get gas, you know, it's like, you're like rolling the dice. I was telling someone that like, as much as I dislike kissing on like, that you meet somebody in the first date, you're like tongue on down the throat and now you have herpes. As much as I hate to see that, it doesn't happen as much as you make it out Herpes <laughs> is pretty common, first of all. It's a pretty common disease. Okay. It's very common. And there's no dental dam when you're kissing. At least when you're having sex. This is my thing. At least when you're having sex, you can use a condom. And there's protection there. Unless the person has crabs or something. But there's protection there. But... <laughs> Well, go ahead with your thought. <laughs> you so digress. <laughs> but, but when it's your tongue, what are you going to put there? Like you're, you're swapping saliva like you're an alien with another human being. Like there's nothing to protect you there. But were you going to say you miss kissing? No. But, <laughs> I no, I, no I do miss kissing. If Again, I, not that I'm not against kissing. Not that I've never kissed anybody and if we're in a monogamous relationship and you say you're for me and I'm for you, we can kiss. Okay, but it's not going to be on the first date. No, I don't not know Not with you. strangers. I don't know you. But then another part of me was like, wait, let's fast forward to 2020. Sharing air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a newbie. Is so much more vulnerable risky requires a great level of trust and is much more intimate than kissing at this point in time now 
But in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I have been intimate with someone because <laughs> I've shared air with this person. It's like an adventure movie. Yes. So now that's kind of where it is. It's like, okay, even though kissing kind of <laughs> is ill to me, sharing air right now requires so much more vulnerability. Yes, it does. Yes, it, and that that's what I say. I, I haven't lost that because I know some people, not even as old as me, have not left their house since March. Yeah. Have not. Even to meet somebody like outside. No, what, what, no haven't, won't even go leave to get a vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. have not left their house and see you that's fear also and i am so grateful that i had parents and family and for me having them lead me to know the lord accept christ as my savior that also gives me the strength to say i can go outside i pray and and I know I'm God. The Lord's covering me. If I get it, then that's His plan, and there's gonna be something good that happens out of even if I die. Mm-hmm. But I still go. I I try to. It's, it's it like, doesn't hold you back, right? From it's like I may be saying scriptures in my head because in the beginning I loved it though going out because no one was there. <laughs> that was the best part. Going to work, I could have done ninety straight to work every day if I wanted to. I had the adventure of my life. I could have done wheelies on 95. That's so funny. Yeah, you could have. Because no so... one was there. It was the most exciting thing for me. No, And it was almost like a privilege to be able to be out like, I'm out. Hello, I'm out. I know, because not everybody could go out. Right. You needed a pass almost. Absolutely. So there were some parts of it crazy as it was, it was almost like an adventure. It was like, um, there was a movie, I can't think of the name of it, when the world was kind of ending mm-hmm. and they, I guess an atomic bomb went off and then they all came out, but they came out like, you know, dressed up and covered up to be able to go out. And, um, I, I can't even think of the name of the woman who was in it. She shakes... Um, I know you have no idea who I'm talking about. Um, but if you knew who you'd know, she was married to a guy who abused her. Oh, Tina Turner? Yes! Tina Turner was in this movie. Are you talking about Mad Max? Yes! It's like It was like a Mad Max movie. It was the adventure <laughs> of a lifetime for me. I mean, the only thing, I didn't have a leather outfit I would have loved to have a leather outfit and be riding around outside going places. Leather outfit and my mask. I mean, to me, it was like a Mad Max movie. It was a dream come true. Okay. Well, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoy not seeing people, period. Like, I I did miss that. And I am, I'm grateful now that we're kind of evolving to come back out but at the same time i still got a little bit of my mad max i'm gonna you know stay suited up be quick to move dark danger as best i can if i I see somebody coming no mask person duck (laughs) and i think another thing is that like 
have we become accustomed to within the last year of just being alive but not living? Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, now that's why I think I've been kind of living. I've been like living large, running around in my mad mask. I, I just love it. Yeah, but not every, some people are just staying alive. Well, yeah, like one of our neighbors, she don't go anywhere. Yeah. When she, she went to see another elderly neighbor. And, and that, and when she first gets to her other, uh, not elderly neighbor, elderly family member. Mm-hmm. And when she gets there, she says, I sequester myself in a room for three days before I will be around her. Mm. And then they social distance, they do all of that. And then she comes home and she's in her house. And I, and I know other people, that's all they've done. And I worry about people like that. Like what are, I mean, you need to have some social interaction. You need to have some drive in your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just hoping that now that we've using the vaccine and that people will start to come out, like rub their little eyes, get the they sleep out. They can stay where and, they are. I'm out. No, some of them, we need to get out more and learn how to do things to be respectful of one another. But there is a group out there that are not going to. Yeah, and, they never did. And we have to learn how to be thoughtful for them unfortunately yeah and so to be i guess to sum this up for me and i i don't know if others want to use this first develop a pattern Mm -hmm. of how you travel whether it's to the store to your church to a museum to jazz concerts if they start to have them soon um, if you're, you know, wherever you're going to go out and be around other people, have your pattern of how you want to deal. Almost having your head ready to say or how to react with the person without a mask that approaches you if you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that someone not keeping the social distance. What are you going to do? Are you going to just don't crave so much to be out that you say, oh, I'll probably be all right for a little bit. Have a plan, have a pattern. Yeah. You know, and then along with that pattern and plan, look back over what you've done the last almost year now. And what tools are you bringing with you? You know, what adaptations for this new normal? What are you prepared to really let go to have the best possible life? What new adventure can you open the door and let yourself enjoy? And always look around for a new thing. Yeah, challenge yourself. Yes, a new book, read something, you know, like Berlin's doing romance novels. Not novels. Oh, movies. Uh, movies. So, you know, find some something that if you've never been to a museum before and you've always been like, ah, maybe now it should go before they get crowded. I don't think they'll ever get crowded. <laughs> well, just maybe now's the time. Go, go and but it is stare time. at some painting. I do agree. I think um, at the same time, what we 
run away from and what we don't do should be explored just to see yes. it may very well that your beliefs are like okay i'm still not gonna do this or it may be that you realize hey maybe i was looking at this wrong and maybe i should now venture out to do a little bit more of this because i think a lot of the times when you're just like no i don't want to do that it's yes. almost like a defense mechanism, which is to your norm, you know, you know, your established norm of what you can and can't and won't and will do that it does, you know, so bearing that it's not like anything illegal or it doesn't cause harm to anybody else, you know, try to see, okay, there's something that I don't do because I just don't do it, but maybe you should just see, hey, let me try it out and see whether or not it's for fear whether or not it's just something that holds me back, or maybe I just don't like this. And get excited about it. Treat it like it is some type of homecoming. Because when you think of homecomings, you get excited. You're going to see people that you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. You're going to do something that you haven't done. You're going to get all gussied up. And you just don't, dis you just don't decide, I'm going I'm to do a homecoming next week. You plan. Yeah. You get dressed for it. You get all spruced up for it. You put forth your best that you got to show off. And you get a little excited. So let's get a little excited. Let's put our best out there. Our best attitudes. Our best gratefulness. Our best moods with one another. Our best cherishing each other. Put our best foot forward with our best cutest mask that we can find. Mm -hmm. so and funny. go out to that homecoming. Yeah, I agree. I do I'm agree. I'm so excited. I'm ready. There you go. Yeah. And make that your new normal if you can. Yes. I am excited. Yay. All right. I hyped myself up. I'm going to have to do something now. See? There you go. Mm -hmm. I've got a few things on my plate that just are like, but I'm getting through them. Um, getting through the romance movies, of course. But... <laughs> Yes, for the first time, I, I mean, I, I seem like I'm be like a chatty little Kathy and I'd be great doing like TV or something, but I, I'm going to be doing um, like an inspirational moment for my church and uh, on Facebook. Oh, that's live. so nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrified. <laughs> well, that's the reason why you should do it. And that is exactly why. That's the reason why you should do it. So I think we are at our point of self-care. Yes, and it's you. Yes. Look at me knowing the pattern of the show. See, just took a year. <laughs> Seven months, eight months, a long time. All right. Um, so if we all were to pull out our calendars now and mark March 14th, that is the day that daylight saving time starts. Which means that is the date time springs forward and we will lose an hour, but the days will seem longer. The sun will be out longer. Like when we come home, it'll still be light it'll out. It'll still be light out. Um, I leave the house pretty early. It'll be pretty dark, but that's neither here nor there. The reason why I'm saying, you know, about spring forward and to mark it on your calendars now is because there are some issues with our circadian rhythm 
um, that occur when it comes to springing forward. So I already put it on my calendar. Um, and I told Alina, like, cause I have a whiteboard calendar. So every month, like things go up there. And so what I do is basically, hold on a second. So what I did was I told Alina and myself that every night, so basically every four days or so, three and a half, four days, we are going to go to bed 15 minutes early until it matches up to an hour, which would be when we are, we're springing forward. And the reason why is because it basically leads to a disruptive sleep cycle. So you're going to lose 40 minutes of sleep when it jumps forward. And then it's going to lead to like mood disruptions and irritability because again, your body's a very well-oiled machine. Now, okay. it doesn't necessarily mean that everything's regular, but it's used to waking up at a certain time and used to going to sleep at a certain time. Whether or not it is um, you're getting enough sleep or not, your body's just used to whatever it is that you have been doing. So there is an increase of accidents that occur, workplace, on the road, and also, some people have strokes and heart attacks that Monday of spring forward. Really? Yes. So now, we like every three days go to bed earlier? Yeah. So How about, do you get up earlier or you no. get up at the same time? Well, I'll try, but I'm just working to get that extra hour of sleep in by the time we are at the 14th. So I don't want to wake up not having like in a rush because I'm like the white rabbit trying to get out the house thinking I'm late. Or <laughs> <laughs> for some of us in the house late. <laughs> like, hey, we're late. Okay. Yeah. But again, it, it does. It, it increases strokes that following Monday is just a spike for strokes car accidents, and workplace injuries. And I feel like if we are all proactive and knowing, hey, time is going to move forward and I'm going to get a jolt. Because the day is not going to say, hey, your boss is going to be like, oh, you're late an hour? That's fine. Like, that's normally not what's going to happen. So I would say um take the time to see what you can do and again your body's used to eating at a certain time too so there will be a disruption with that as well but again just give yourself a little start on the change and really start getting used to like the 15 minutes up until the two weeks and right now is the time that it begins so i'm starting tonight going to sleep 15 minutes in a few days it'll be 30 minutes before that, 45 and then an hour. Oh, so you add additional 15 mm -hmm. minutes each time. Yep. Oh, okay. I don't know how I, I perceive that so different. Oh, I'm sorry. Like so every clear. few days, I just go to bed 15 minutes early. No, no. You got to add them up. Mm -hmm. So if you go to bed at 10, you'll be at go to bed at 945, mm -hmm. then 9.30. Mm -hmm. then, then by the time you get to 9, It'll it's the be spring eight. forward. Mm-hmm. And you won't feel such a jolt. Yeah. Okay. But you still get up at the same time. 
Yeah, well, you would get up earlier, but your sleep would still hold true. Okay, all right. See, the amount of sleep you would that. have. 15 minutes add each time. Yes. And what I do in my car too, which finally the car, the clock in my car will be fine, is that I don't switch the time. Yeah, I don't do that to my clocks in the bedroom. Yeah, I don't switch the time because I'm always aware we're going to move forward. And that's my way of telling myself the time you're in isn't the time you're going to stay in. Yeah. So it kind of creates a dissonance in the car like, Oh, wait, no, this is an hour and four minutes ahead. And so now it'll just be four minutes ahead. Okay. Yeah, that's what I, I don't change the clocks upstairs either. Yeah. And I have to remind myself, wait, I got time. Yeah, which is a good thing. I'd rather think that I have time than to think, oh, crap, I'm late. Yeah. So I think the, oh, crap, I'm late is what really gets people. And I know when time falls back, there that's when there's like a decrease in car accidents and a decrease in stroke and a decrease with all of that because you're just getting an extra hour but the spring forward is basically like that silent like i say that is population control but that's just me thinking in my head you know i think you should have done it the opposite way because if you did it if you lost an hour in the fall, I don't think it would affect you as much as the spring because that's like a downtime. I don't even People think we need to do this. Go around Florida. that much, particularly if you live in cold weather mm -hmm. places, you kind of start to slow down mm -hmm. and you have a different pattern anyway. But spring is like, woo, let's do stuff. And then you lose an hour and you're already hyped about spring. Well, maybe I am. Well, my thing is, I don't think we should be doing it, at least in now, Florida. Doesn't someplace not do it? Arizona and Hawaii, to my yeah. knowledge. I thought there was, yeah. Yeah, Arizona and Hawaii. Puerto Rico stays the same as well. Um, but yeah, I just, I always found that to be weird. And that has always been like my little hack. Because I just, again, the research just shows that it just messes with you in a way that it, it does. It can and it may cause you to get in accidents at work, on the road, stroke, heart attacks. And, you know, I want to save you guys so you can listen next week. Yeah, well, listen up. The, uh, the, the, those in my age group, I won't call you elders. <laughs> listen up because we're probably more susceptible than the 20-year-olds. Yeah, I call it population control. I don't think we need to be doing this. Well, we're going to stick around. There you go. Well, alrighty. It was a good chat with you, Miss B. I enjoyed it. I All love right. your thing about the movie thing and not kissing. Okay. Uh, herpes exist. I'm going to need to get some statistics on the that herpes. The human papilloma virus. You know what? We can look that up before we go. HPV prevalence. Well, now I, I want to delve into it because there's all kinds of herpes. It's not always just kissing. I don't want that. But I don't want that one. I don't want your cold sore either. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. We'll just hold that for now. I'm week. on the CDC's website, and it says HPV is so common that nearly all sexually active men and women get the virus at some point in their lives. But it doesn't say from kissing. Hold on. Let's find out how you get it. I'm sure you do. I don't want it. 
I don't want it. Anywho, I'll just look that up and give Gail that information later, just in case she's a kissing girl. And <laughs> since I'm out adventuring. <laughs> Anywho, have a great one. Thank you all for listening. Look up your HPV. Don't be kissing on people. And please be sure to like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment. Okay, I did look it up. I have to tell you. We know that contact with active herpes, lesions, and oral secretions can lead to HSV, one transmission to another person. In fact, studies have shown that up to 9% of adults have, you know, detectable HSV-1 particles in their saliva and they have no symptoms. So at least 9% of the time you could get it. That's such a small smidgen. I'll risk it. Okay. I'll right. risk it once you show me. Here's my thing. And this is, can I give another self-care tip? I'm going to give another self-care tip as a bonus. Because I believe in doing this. Get tested. And if you are in a relationship and you feel like this is somebody that you may want to kiss or have unprotected sex with eventually or whatever the case may be, have a monogamous relationship, you get tested. Even for your saliva, for herpes? Yeah, they can test human papilloma virus. Oh, didn't know that. And well, get, see, that's something new you could try. I've already so got tested. If you have not, well, what was your herpes thing for negative. you? Negative. I'm negative. Boys, I'm negative all across the board. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you want to know, oh, I'm God. clean as a whistle. <laughs> and planning to stay that way. And planning so, to stay that way. There you go. So if you got negatives across the board, too, holler at your girl. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> she's going to say, oh, be safe, be well, be easy, and please be blessed. Have a great one. <laughs> Bye. Oh, my God. She's...